Welcome to A Well-Cared-For Human, the podcast that tries to convince you that you are 100% normal and an even better than okay example of the human species, despite the fact that sometimes we feel like the craziest, most incapable, or worthless creatures on the face of this planet. I'm Corey, an author, a creative, and the host of the show. Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared-for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at awellcaredforhuman.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello humans, it's your host Corey, and today we're going to talk about independence and how it's your key to connecting to your power. To be independent is to be powerful, to hold dominion over yourself. But it's not as easy as all of that, and so I want to begin by clarifying a few things. First of all, what do I mean when I say independence? Simply put, I'm talking about your reliance on yourself. How strong is your confidence in your own ability to meet your needs? Can you meet your own mental needs, your own emotional needs, your own spiritual or creativity needs? Do you have balanced and independent relationships with other people? Or do you need other people in order to feel okay and to feel whole? And there's no judgment here if you answered no to any of those, if you're not independent mentally, emotionally, creatively. It's great that you can see that, and that's a great place to start. Being able to see those gaps between where you are and where you want to be is beautiful space for growth and for improving your situation. So don't be ashamed of that. But I want to look at my mom as an example for how her dependency on others stripped her of her power. And I can recognize three ways in which my mother was still very dependent. She was mentally dependent, emotionally dependent, and financially dependent. So my mom's unhealthy relationship with her family, beginning with her very traumatic childhood, obviously, which I went into in length in the Who Killed My Mother podcast, that traumatic beginning really stripped her of her mental and emotional independence. And we can look at that now and see how many different ways they undermined her mental and emotional independence. When her father was raping her, and her mother was silencing her, think about how catastrophic that was to her ability to develop mental independence. If you have someone telling you that something is your fault, that's absolutely not your fault, that you're somehow responsible for the actions of the adults around you, that you're confused, you're the one who's in the wrong, which are a lot of the things that I experienced with my own father as well, It interferes with your ability to trust in yourself, trust in your view of the world, to have faith in your ability to look after yourself, to see things clearly. And so her relationship with her family was very mentally toxic. It really prevented her from developing her own mental independence from a very early age. So it started off developmentally, but also she had these experiences throughout her life with the bad relationships that she was in, the abusive marriages that she was in, all of these things reinforced her negative view of her mental independence. And the same could be said for emotional, but I would branch out to say that she also stayed emotionally dependent because there was not enough social support. One of the other things I talked about in the Who Killed My Mother podcast 
was about how she had sought mental health care. She had tried to get some help for her for her issues, but no one really treated her trauma. They just gave her another prescription, more pills, which she ended up abusing. And so there was no emotional support that would have allowed her to develop emotional independence. And then lastly, she was also pretty confined because of her financial dependence. If you remember, because of the abuse that she was enduring as a child, and because my grandfather had actually sent her to school (laughs) with pills in her pockets to sell to the other children, essentially, because, you know, they're kids. They're, how old are you in eighth grade? Uh, 12, 13, send her to school with pills in her pockets to sell. And then when she gets expelled for this, no one ever makes her go back to school. No one ever comes and checks on her and says, why isn't this girl in school? What's going on at home? Why wouldn't they care enough about her education to make sure that she stays enrolled? And so on and so forth. How does a 12-year-old even get a hold of a bunch of quaaludes? (laughs) This is the kind of thing that I feel like someone should have been asking. So because she didn't finish her education, and she couldn't really do a lot of the jobs that would have required even a GED or something along those lines. She was very limited in the work that she could do, and her untreated mental health issues and her substance abuse issues, her struggles with addiction, that made it really hard for her to develop any kind of financial independence for herself. And so it was these three things together, a lack of mental independence, emotional independence, and financial independence that kept her living with her terrible family because she had nowhere else to go. It kept her seeking out abusive, unhealthy relationships because she didn't know anything else. She didn't know anything better. And as for me, even today, I'm not as independent as I would like to be. I definitely have mental independence. I'm a very strong-minded person, strong-willed person. I'm mostly emotional independent, though there are a few wounds that I'm still working through. My wound around rejection, for example, sometimes I still take it very harsh when I'm rejected in some way, whether that be with something to do with a creative project or in some kind of, you know, dispute or argument with my wife, Kim. I can feel very rejected and unlovable. So there's a a bit of unresolved emotional dependency there that I'm still working through. But in the most obvious way, like, I would still like more financial independence. You know, we're in September 2022 when I record this. And as of today, you know, I still have student loans. I still have a mortgage on my house. And I would like to be free of these debts because I think to have complete financial independence means that you're not reliant on anyone else to meet your needs. But it's not just about actually having more financial independence actual money in the bank. It's also a matter of cultivating my mental and emotional independence of my money fears, right? So because of my background, because of the ways that my mother and I struggled when I was a child, all of those unhealthy narratives from my father around money and his insistence that I would never be able to take care of myself when it came to money, I have a lot of fear of poverty, of struggling, of not being able to meet my needs. And so part of establishing that independence is to assuage those fears, to rid myself of my mental and emotional fears of not having enough money. I've also heard this referred to as poverty mindset, this idea that you will never have enough, that you'll never be safe enough, that you could never meet your needs. I would also want to be independent of those. In fact, that's probably the more... (laughs) important aspect of this is to be independent of those fears rather than what my actual financial situation is. 
I would also love to see some growth in my creative independence so that I could take more creative risks without any fear of financial loss or public rejection or consequences of doing something risky. Just giving myself the freedom to do whatever it is that I want to do with my creativity, with my time. Right now, it's a little bit more tied up in in trying to satisfy the fan base that I've already built up. So for example, my most popular series right now is the Shadows in the Water series, and I must get a few letters every day from somebody asking me when the next one is coming out. And so that adds this sense of pressure that I can't work on the things I want to work on or do the things I want to do because here are these people waiting on this book for me and not just any book, they want this book. And so I'm not as creatively independent as I would like to be because I want to please these people. And people pleasing, you know, in my mind anyway, it's like a dirty word. Like I'm not a people pleaser. And in most instances, I'm not a people pleaser. But I feel so honored that that I've even written something that anybody wants to read that I'm like, oh my gosh, of course I would make you the next one as soon as humanly possible. Even though maybe that's not the project I want to work on. Maybe I want to try out this new idea or even just do something that doesn't work just to see what that's like. But I'm terrified of making mistakes when it comes to my creativity. And so these are all areas that I would love to see myself develop more independence in. But I am very independent in my relationships, in my marriage, in my mind, in my views of myself, in a lot of other very healthy ways that I'm very proud of. And so I try to give myself credit for the ways that I have developed independence and how that helps me. But essentially, your independence is your key to your freedom. Your independence is the key to your power. Because if you are 100% financially independent, you don't have to make decisions that will limit what you want to do, what you feel called to do, what's important to you. If you were 100% creatively independent, you wouldn't be struggling the way I'm struggling with certain projects or ideas. You could just do what you wanted. You would be able to follow your own guts and instincts, and that's where your power lies, right, in your intuition. If you're mentally and emotionally independent, you have healthy boundaries. Other people can't violate your sense of well-being or mistreat you in a way that would cause damage to you because you have a strong, independent sense of self. And so that's why I think this word independence is synonymous to power because if you are fully independent, you are no longer subject to external circumstances. You are only subject to your own thoughts, your own ideas, your own desires, and I feel like that's just a really healthy, strong place to be. You wouldn't have to live with unsafe people. You wouldn't have to stay in an abusive relationship. You wouldn't have to believe the conniving, manipulative lies of other people. You would have faith and confidence in yourself and in your abilities if you were fully independent. And so that's why I say the key to your power is cultivating this independence. So how do we cultivate independence? Well, just to get financial out of the way, I am still working on this myself, and I am not a financial advisor, so I will not be giving you any shocking financial plans here. But I would just say that having money skills, knowing about money, especially if you come from a background like mine where maybe there was some scarcity or some inconsistency or some dangers or pain around money, anything that would have caused a negative 
view of money, any mental blocks, prosperity block, then you'll want to develop these skills. You'll want to develop some comprehension of how to make money, how to spend your money, how to grow wealth, how to build your wealth. And there are a lot of really good books on this. A lot of them are mindset books, just changing how you view money, which was really powerful for me. But then there's also more practical things like Susie Orman. Susie Orman is a financial advisor who does give really good advice, information. You could read any of her books or you could listen to her podcast. There's The Psychology of Money, which is another good book. If I'm not mistaken, I think that that is a mindset book. So you're just educating yourself and just also being realistic because sometimes external circumstances make it hard. We don't control the economy. We can't help it if the social support networks are in place or things are tight for everyone. Don't blame yourself if there are still limitations on you building financial independence. Just become more aware of what your goals are and how to put yourself in a strong, independent position for the sake of your well-being. And then for mental independence, that has a lot to do with developing faith in yourself and knowing how you feel about things and knowing what you want, what matters to you. Maybe you'll want to go back and listen to the episode I wrote about values, developing and cultivating your values. Knowing what matters to you and what is non-negotiable will help you to clarify what is and is not acceptable from other people. It will help you develop your sense of mental independence apart from the minds of others. So you don't have to have the same worldview as other people. You don't have to believe or think or accept things that other people accept if that doesn't feel true to you. And then emotional independence, working on cultivating those boundaries, working on cultivating your strong sense of wellness. Are you supporting your mental and emotional health as well as you could? Does it need more fortification? Do you need help from a third party like maybe you know, therapists or workbooks or anything you can give yourself, more podcast episodes, anything to encourage you that your emotions are yours and that you're not responsible for other people's emotions and nor are they responsible for yours. You don't have to take on the emotions of other people. You can just have your own and be responsible for those and to let everything else go. Having that strong sense of where you end and where other people begin will help you to cultivate that feeling of independence, that mental, emotional, and financial independence. And so that's what I wanted to say today. I just wanted to clarify that there is a connection between your power and your independence. And if you want to live your life from a a powerful position, it has to come from this place of you developing your independence enough so that you're never subject to the whims or desires of other people. Do what you can so that no matter what happens in the external world, you are okay. Your own island in that sense. And that's not to be confused with interdependence because interdependence is important in the sense of we are a community of human beings on this planet. I do not make cars. I do not build houses. There are other people in my society who do these things and I do benefit from them. But that doesn't mean that I cannot establish my own sense of independence on all different levels in order to be a healthy and happy individual. So there is a balance between interdependence and independence, but it begins with you developing a strong sense of independence before you can have a healthy respect for 
interdependence, your connection to other people, how we function as a community. And I feel like that is a subject for another episode. But I wish you all the best of luck in developing your independence. Please make it a priority. Please free yourself from as many external constraints as you possibly can. Make yourself strong in your mind and in your emotions and in your spirit and financially because we do live in a financial world. And you will just be in a much stronger, powerful position for which to look after yourself and to take care of your life. All right, thank you so much for listening today. And I will be back next week with another episode of A Well-Cared-For Human. But until then, please take good care of you. This episode of A Well-Cared-For Human was written and produced by me, Corey Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler and Esther Abrami. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider visiting my Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the episodes, as well as a monthly patrons-only Q&A, bonus videos, and more. Not to mention that your Patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue. You can find me on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Marie. If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.